you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Oh, TGIF, and it is Good Morning Football. Welcome inside. We are presented by NerdWallet. Today, we are live here in New York City. It is Friday, August 12th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brandt, NFL Network insider Mike Garofolo, and a Super Bowl champion in Jason McCourty. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead, block. Hey, lead block. Jason, you kick us off here with yes. Titans-Ravens. That was a beauty on for one last night. Indeed. Titans at the Ravens. Hey, there goes Lamar Jackson. Nice chain right there. New contract coming up. Who well, knows? we'll see. The Ravens win 23-10, to and Baltimore extends its preseason streak to now 21 games. They haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. It's incredible. I absolutely Giants-Patriots. All right, the Giants play their starters. Daniel Jones is going to be out there. Brian Dayball, 47 years on this planet. Bill Belichick, 48 years in the NFL. They have results in these games, if you care. And that is the Graham Gano field goal for the Giants to win. Belichick looks like he's apoplectic about the loss. Uh, the Patriots now fall to 0-1 in the preseason. But more importantly, we had starters out there. We had important players out there. And our most important player is Mike Giardi, who caught up with the quarterback one for the New York football Giants. Oh. Say, hey, DJ, how'd it feel to be out there? All right, I know it's been a little bit. How did it feel to get game action today? And obviously, be productive, especially on that first drive. Yeah, it felt good. It felt good to get out here. And, you know, it's always different being in a game situation. And picks up, the speed picks up a little bit. You go through the operation uh, and now the huddle. So thought it was good. Some things to clean up, but felt good to be out here. And lastly, just a healthy Saquon and what that means for the offense. Yeah, I think that's huge. He's obviously a dynamic player in so many ways, handing him the ball, throwing him the ball. So he does a lot for us. You know, obviously with his play, with his leadership and all that. So we're excited to have him back. A healthy running Saquon Barkley would be a thrill for the New York Giants and the league, let's be honest. Um, so we saw limited action for Daniel Jones. No Mac Jones last night. So what do we take away from the Giants' preseason week one win over the Patriots, Mike? I'm going to start with that guy right there, Daniel Jones, because I was on this fine program a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. and I made the point that I think Daniel Jones is going to play his way into a starting quarterback job with the New York Giants in 2023. Well, he's going to need a little bit of help for that because <laughs> this is a guy that's been under pressure before, hasn't had a chance to really go through his reads at time before he's under pressure. So how'd they do last night? You got some guys coming off the edge, coming up the middle. You got a guy coming off a season-ending neck injury last year. Don't want to see him get hit the way that he got hit last night. Watching this game felt a little bit like Jimmy Dugan. You know Jimmy Dugan? You know who that is? Evelyn, you're still missing the cutoff man. Now that's something we need to work on 
nice, Mike. Before next season. That's kind of the way that I felt last night. And I understand it's a vanilla offense. You don't have your motions. You don't have your schemes and all this stuff. But you know what? Kansas City does that stuff. Mike Kafka now with the New York Giants. They do that. And, and I still see Patrick Mahomes get pressure because sometimes yeah. you still have to complete the blocks. Yep. And you still have to pick up your guys coming it's through vanilla all Vanilla defense, stuff. too. I, I need Daniel Jones to get a fair shake this season. So to quote another manager, this one from the New York market in Aaron Boone, tighten it up! Hey, man. <laughs> Great idea. Let, like, let's let's go something much more encouraging and optimistic. Uh, let's talk Kenny Galladay, guys. Do you remember Quibi? You remember yes, Quibi yes. was around for five seconds? It was like a seven-minute thing. Yeah. yeah. Quibi was a thing the last time Kenny Galladay scored a touchdown. Wow. I, I'm keep continuing to timestamp this, and that's I'm not joking. <laughs> that is that you can look it up. Kenny. My man, I came out here. I've been for weeks. You need to be a number one receiver. You need to catch touchdowns. Mike, to your point, the Daniel Jones thing. We got a block for him, and then we got a catch. We went right off the pads last night in the red zone. Like that's it's, that's your moment. Uh, and I know it's the preseason, but like I, I want to use profanity right now. I'm not going to though because oh. it's just it's frustrating it for me. It um, hurts to see. This guy was sitting there in free agency, and the Giants like yes. And I understand it was a pass regime. Let's pay a whole bunch of money to him. And I'm not saying he's a bust or a bomb or anything. It is the preseason, but damn, zero touchdowns last year. And then you almost it's almost like they were trying to break that streak right there. Throw it to him in the red zone. Dropped it, Kenny. It's okay. It's preseason. We got an opener against the. Titans. It's a sleepy little week one matchup, but buddy, you got to catch that ball and we got to help Daniel Jones. Mike, right? What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I'm, I'm in this New York, New Jersey market, so I mean, you guys just destroyed the Giants. I still want to be able to <laughs> yeah, go out for rough. lunch yeah. on a sure. Friday afternoon. <laughs> what so are we doing, Mike? I think I'm going to talk about the New England oh, there you go. I'm okay, good. Leave Yeah, but you're Giants. going to New England this weekend for your birthday. You're not going to be able to go to lunch there if you're going to bury him. I'll just stay in the house. I'll just hang out. Okay, I'll just cool. hang out. Okay, I, haven't good, seen, good, good. I haven't seen my brother okay. in a while. Yeah. But the New England Patriots, the talk of the entire offseason has been who is going to be the offensive coordinator. Is it Judge? Is it Matt Patricia? Well, they both are the offensive coordinator. Right, they happening? both called plays last night. They both were right there with the quarterbacks, with the offensive line, and it looked okay. There was a lot of shots down the field. <laughs> they made some plays on the edge. So they, they looked to kind of be the part. Bill Belichick, after the game, was asked about it. He said there were benefits of having both of them as a play caller. Did he go into any of those benefits? Well, of course not. He just kept it simple. It's a process. Well, this is something we've never seen. Like, could you explain what that process is going to be like? <laughs> it's a process. Uh -huh. There was nothing added to it. We have no idea. Jason, he literally said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That was the quote. This is my job. <laughs> said, what, what was it? 40, 47, 48 years? Like, I've been doing this. Like, I've been doing this longer than Dable has been alive. That's correct. This is what I do. So I'm interested to see. Could it be possible that throughout the course of the season, they have two guys calling plays? Is it by quarter? Is it by half? Is That's it weird. by situation? How is that for Mac Jones? Two different people in your ear. I've never played quarterback. Can't really comment on what it would feel like, mm -hmm. but I'm interested to see how that works. But here's what you can comment on. In a situation of panic, and this can be in live television production, this can be when you're playing in the NFL, uh -huh. when things hit the fan, you got to be able to look to somebody, talk to somebody, and look, lock them in the eye and say, what are we doing here? What is going on? You have, you have been standing on the sideline when an offense is put yeah. into a situation like this. Who is that? That's my concern here with the Mac Jones is who is the guy for him when he gets into those scenarios? Because if he's looking here and like, wait, where's the other guy? Who am I supposed to look at? Like when it's not when things are going well and things are going smoothly. It's when you're in the two minute drill mm -hmm. and you have an audible that you have to make. Who are you looking at? Who is your touchstone? Yeah. And you, you said to TV production and we all know like right. you'll be in the middle here and we have these earpieces in our ear and you'll just start talking mm -hmm. who's going to answer on the other end yes. sometimes you don't know for mac it's going to be a, a microphone <laughs> in his helmet there's going to be a speaker in there someone's going to be talking to him for him give me a damn play call uh -huh. yeah. as long as that play call works 
I'm cool with it. When I get to the sideline, that guy standing there with the pencil in his ear, Bill Belichick, yeah. if I have a complaint, I'm going straight to the head guy. Right. Yeah. I'm not even taking the ladder. I'm going straight to him, and he'll make sure it's figured out. Well, so, And Bill we trust. And Bill we trust. Well, listen, I'm going to a cabin in the, in the woods this weekend, so I don't have to worry about going Bash back to everybody. New York. So really? um, I'm going to circle back. To, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to the Poconos. Uh, circle back to Daniel Jones, because still such a frustrating question mark for me. We talked about him earlier this week, and we used words like spectacular, undeniable. These are the things that Daniel Jones has to show us yeah. in order to become the quarterback of the new New York Giants, what a historic role that one would be proud to take on. And at this point, I want to see something more from Daniel Jones than Daniel Jones played, period. Mm -hmm. Not even he played well, question mark. He played great, exclamation point. Right now, it's just a sentence. It's a line and a paragraph. And that's not, you know, the Giants were, I get it. They were historically a fantastic pass rushing team. And if that's what you want to get back to, then so be it. Kind of goes back to my Chargers point yesterday. You're going to have an unbelievably powerful unit on a team. For the Chargers, it's their offense. If the Giants want to make it their defense and have that be the marquee, then so be it. You need a guy that's a lot more solid than a Daniel Jones because at this point, he's on track to go 6 for 10 for 69 yards in week one. And I'm just going to be like, mm -hmm. great. You know. And that's not what I want for the Giants. At some point, he needs to light it up. You know? Yeah. I, I, I have to tell you, my conscience is hurting me a little bit because like the Giants won the game. So their starters played play well, especially Garofalo, and I just trashed I, them to I start the show. Well, what do you want? What do you, you want preseason to be? A win? A loss? Can I point something out of Positive. Go for it. Saquon. Saquon was there and yeah, he was good. Him. And he wrote it had a ni nice little route and he caught the ball like he's Saquon hasn't played in forever. That's yeah. good. That was a good Mike. And, and the why defense, are you so grimace? The why defense so is gonna be fun. They're blitzing? Yeah. Us. Giants fans, this is there, there'll be some some positives out of this season. But I just the, to me it's it's the glaring need at the quarterback position. We have now one of the best guys in the league, one of the best players in the league, one of our best friends in the world. He's a five-time uh, pro bowler, three-time all-pro, and a lifelong Buckeye from the Ohio State University. Please welcome our guy, Steelers defensive tackle, Cam Hayward. Hey. What's up, everybody? Appreciate you having me today. Yes. Always, always awesome to have you, Cam. At any time of the year, preseason, uh, postseason, whatever it may be, you're doing media now. You're all over the place. You're going into your 12th season in the NFL. 12 years, a lot of different defensive players come and go. You recently said, quote, when we step on the field, we should be the number one defense. Cam, you've been around for a long time. Is this squad one of the best defenses you've been a part of? It can be. You know, it's not short of talent. Uh, you look at all three levels, I feel like we have the guys up front. We have me and TJ in the middle. We got Miles Jack and Dev Devin Bush. Then on the back end, you got a guy like Minka, Terrell Edmonds, um, Levi Wallace, and Carlos Witherspoon. So, you know, you put that group together, we feel like we should be dominant. But I don't like saying it. We got to go out there and do it. And uh, we got to go out there and play with a sort of round and pound where everybody knows that we deserve it and uh, everybody's going to pay because of it. Levi Wallace, also a friend of the show and a regular uh, guest here on Good Morning Football. Recently, your former quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, said in recent years, players have gone from a team first to a me-type attitude. You spoke out said you took offense to those comments a little bit. Were you surprised to hear Ben say that? I was surprised. Right before camp, I wasn't expecting it. I think Ben later clarified his comments, but, uh, you know, I'm just worried about the guys that are here. Ben made his comments. You know, he's seen a lot of football. A uh, heck of a player, Hall of Fame quarterback, but, you know, this is a chance for guys to step up. Those comments, I don't think we're right, but those guys in the locker room, we got to prove it. Uh, we got to play for our, 
Um, our teammates continue to have each other's backs uh, move forward. Yeah, let's talk about proving it. There's a new name leading this offense, and his name appears to be Mitch Trubisky. Yep. We're not putting words in your mouth, but we're going to go with Trubisky on this question. Coach Tomlin did announce though, that he is starting in Saturday's preseason game against Seattle. So what have you seen from Trubisky at training camp that makes you think he's winning the starting role? Well, he tries to take control of the speaker in the locker room, and it's mm. not oh. that good. Um, we're not oh, happy no. with that. But what, what he is, does what, on what the does field. Play? What does he play? He's got some country. Then he goes old school rap. But, okay. you know, I'll talk about what he does on the field. I think he does a great job of just getting out of the pocket when he needs to. Uh, he's got a heck of a cannon. He's trying to lead guys. And this is his first opportunity. We don't know what he's going to be like in a real game situation. Um, so we're excited to see Cam, I'm sure there's a certain rookie tight end who is not getting control of the speaker just yet in the locker room. Your brother, Connor, <laughs> I know a little bit what it's like to have a sibling in training camp, that family dynamic, and it seems to be that he's making a splash down there at training camp. What kind of big brother have you been having him there, and what's it been like for you and the family? I'm not in big brother mode right now. I'm in teammate <laughs> mode, and there's a big difference. I'm hard on him. You know, I want him to succeed. You know, once that once that whistle at the end of practice happens, that's when I talk to him the most. Uh, we're just talking about today. But, man, he's trying to make a name for himself. Um, he's trying to continue to grow. He's trying to continue to just keep getting better. Uh, this is a new territory for him. You know, at Michigan State, I don't think they beat Ohio State a lot. So it, it kind of <laughs> weighed on him. But now he gets to be part of the Ohio State tradition and play with guys that know how to win. <laughs> yeah, you can say you're not being it. a brother right now, I but, like, it. then you just slide that in. Yes. Right at the end. <laughs> on the field, it's off awesome. the field, Cam, that is why you were the best. Indeed. Thanks so much for joining us. I know training camp is a tough time, but you are such a classy vet, man. And uh, I think you guys are going to the playoffs this year. It's awesome to see you, Cam. Get those vet days. Playoffs yeah. ain't enough. Nice. Oh, man. Uh, coming up, the rookie Malik Willis Let's go. put on an absolute show last night in his preseason debut. We're going to have highlights for you next right here on Good Morning Football. Touchdown, Titans! Liberty! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. That's 21 consecutive preseason wins for the Ravens. But for the Titans, the story was their rookie quarterback, Malik Willis. And what did we think of his debut, man? Man, I was impressed. I mean, he flashed. This is a young guy out of Liberty. He didn't go to one of the Power 5 schools. Everybody's kind of questioning, like, what can he do? Is he going to be the guy? I mean, still a rookie. But, man, when you see some of those throws, the play action, rolling to the left, sidearming it back to the right. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Patrick Holmes. But when Mahomes came in and he started making some of these throws, Correct. we all just, we reveled at it. And you see him come in, and it was kind of routine for him. Just, oh, guys, there, throw it right there. And I think you saw some of the, his skill set that 
we saw in college, him making the big throws and enjoying the moment. The, you're spinning around, you're making side throws. Like That's what you want to see from this young guy. You want to see him flash. It's early. They have Tannehill there. We don't expect Malik Willis to be out there leading the team, but maybe there's a package of plays for him okay. throughout this season mm -hmm. where he gets in and we get to see some of that craftiness and some of those off-schedule plays that for the Titans fans there, you have to be excited to see that. Absolutely. I would say 90% of people hadn't seen Malik Willis play because of his time at Liberty and probably when they saw the Titans draft him say, what the heck did this guy do at Liberty to warrant this decision? He played against a ton of Power 5 schools mm -hmm. at Liberty. He beat up Zach Wilson and BYU when he was there. He was such a talent in college, went up against really powerful teams. But what I love most about this is that he took on an opportunity that essentially we want from other guys. Like You can't, can't flip-flop this. You can't say, and again, I, I just use this as an example. Go on. Daniel Jones, we only saw, we didn't see, we saw okay, we didn't mm -hmm, see enough, mm -hmm. but it's just the preseason. But then you can't go to Malik Willis and say, oh my God, this is an aberration. This is unbelievable. Like, which one is it? Like, you want to yeah. see him flash or do you want to see him be solid? And, yeah. and Malik Willis took advantage of an opportunity to show us what's up. Damn right he did. Yeah. There's the phrase that always comes to mind this time of year with these rookie quarterbacks. Just look the part. He looked the part. Mm -hmm. I, I, if, we, if we dissect this thing, you can find things he did wrong. He made plays with his legs. He made plays with his arms. He just looked composed for the most part, and that's all I care about. The last football game this guy played was against Coastal Carolina in the Mortgage Cure Bowl. I, yep. I mean, if you watch that game or you're watching these highlights, if you take anything other than complete adoration of this guy, you have to be some curmudgeonly old bastard on TV. Can you imagine doing that? Mike, what did you think of his play? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put it on Mike Vrabel because but what? I was watching oh, these highlights doctor. and I was loving it. And man, the sidearm throw, this stuff is fantastic. I was like... You know, dumb and dumber when they're sitting at the diner and, excuse mm -hmm. me, flow, and they're yeah. having fun, and they're Flo like the, the TV salt show. shaker. And then Seabass walks over and spits in the burger. Mike uh, Vrabel spit in our burger last night <laughs> oh. because this is what happened. The last play for Malik Willis was a second and four early in the third quarter, and I'm saying, man, look at the ability on this guy. I'm loving it even more. Oh, this, no. man, like, oh, no. this is so exciting. This is fantastic. Oh, no. It was Malik Willis's last play, that was a great play of the night. Nice run. He was pulled mm -hmm. for Logan Woodside. <laughs> and the reason after the game that Mike Vrabel gave was that he didn't throw the football. You're supposed to throw it. They had a little quick action here, and it was supposed to be a bang over the middle, and he didn't let it go. And he said, you're out of here, buddy, because Mike Vrabel wants to make sure he knocks these guys down a peg, and that was the reason for it. He wants them to run the offense. Yeah, all this other stuff is great, but run the offense. Throw the football. So I'm not sure how I feel about it, right? I understand what Vrabel and the mm -hmm. coaching staff was all about, but I also understand that this guy showed sensational ability last night, and I want to leave on a high note. Okay, okay. okay. here we go. Finally. Yeah, on a negative note, because I take really good good things out of last night, no matter what that burger tastes like after I take a bite. <laughs> so show me Lamar Jackson and Malik Willis after the game. Let's go yes. sound full yes. and let's go sound up on this one. Yes. Did I hear that, Jamie Erdahl? Did I hear him say, this is your team now?
Oh. You may have heard it. You know what? To Kyle's point, like he looks the part. Yeah, he, the they, part. they stood next to each other. You see those two guys walking along. They're talking to each other. It's like you, it's like what you always want from your like relationship. It's like they have that it factor. Like mm. I just Malik Willis. He had that it factor. You were shaking your head though at, at Vrabel pulling him out. Did you disagree with that? I mean, he made the play. Yeah. Second and four. He scrambles and gets around the corner. It's first and ten. Like yeah, he'll make that play one time. I mean, I get it. He's a rookie. You, yeah. you have to be hard on rookies, no matter how well Ugh. they perform. You have to knock the rookie down. But yes, that was a, a beautiful sight to see Lamar Jackson, it Malik was. Willis chopping it up, talking Absolutely. seven and eight. Yeah. Where where are they good about knocking folks down a peg up in New England, right? And yes. Where, where did Vrabel? Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're a rookie mm. or a ten-year vet. Mm. They will mm. knock you down. You know what's fun about the Malik is the next Titans preseason game. If he gets cooking again, then that's when the chatter starts. Yeah. And I'm I, obviously it's Tannehill's job. Tannehill just threw another interception against the Bengals in the playoffs. All right. If then you start getting maybe Malik. Jason's already saying. Maybe we have a package of plays. Maybe we put him in around the goal line. It just starts to snowball when you have a starting quarterback who no one is doing backflips over and this rookie that is really exciting. I mean, that's next, next preseason game. I'll take a note Watch. from Mike's page, and I'll end on the one last positive thing, too, is how we were harping on Titans wide receivers and the fact that we saw Racy McMath. Those catches. Hell yeah. Racy! Real name. Fantastic. Out of LSU. Go Tigers. Uh, for now, we are going to focus on the big matchup tonight between Green Bay and San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers will not be on the field. That's no surprise, but he is in Green Bay. Um, but that gives us a very intriguing pair of first-round picks, likely pay- playing quarterback this evening. So, what do we want to see from Jordan Love, Trey Lance, that quarterback matchup tonight right here on NFL Network. Oh, I know what I want to see. And uh, folks, you've got some homework. I know it's August, but I'm going to assign you some homework here. Okay. I want to see Jordan Love. And here's what I want you folks to look for tonight uh, as you're watching the game. Uh, This is Matt LaFleur. Quote, I think he's much more in rhythm. I think there's more decisiveness. I think you see it in his footwork and he's not getting what I call stuck at the top of his drop where both feet are hitting at the same time and he's just kind of sitting there. It just looks more rhythmical. I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, just looks more fluid, and I think it's translated in his play. I think he's definitely throwing the ball pretty accurately and has made pretty good decisions. So, folks, tonight, let's watch Jordan Love. There it is. See, not getting stuck. Bing, bing, bing. Let's get the ball out. Jordan Love needs to look like a veteran because Jordan Love is mm-hmm. a veteran. So mm-hmm. let's keep an eye on his footwork, his mechanics, all that good stuff. It's an important game for Jordan Love. It's like hopefully he doesn't play a single snap in the regular season. And so this this clips of whatever he does tonight, good, bad, or otherwise, we're going to be playing a lot on the show like nine months from now, mm-hmm. next summer. The game tonight in August, like if he plays great or if he plays terrible, that could actually dictate what the Packers decide to do with their future post-Rodgers. It's a massive game for him, but I'm looking on the other side. Trey Lance, you got tossed the keys to the Ferrari, bud. Uh, you've been there all offseason. Kyle Shanahan is casting off Jimmy Garoppolo to parts unknown. That is your show and your offense. This is not a rookie. This guy should be sharp. This guy should come out and say, aha, validation. This is why I'm the guy. This is why Jimmy's leaving. I want to see a touchdown drive from him. I want to see him go up and down the field, you know, and he goes six for seven for 71 yards and a touchdown. I I want a real performance. Mm -hmm. The rookie year's over, buddy. You are going to be playing against Aaron Donald in just a matter of weeks coming right in that A-gap. Like, let's see what you got. I want to see a show from Lance tonight. I do. Yeah, and for me, it's it's kind of opposite of both of them. Like you just said, with love, I just want to see the right footwork, the right reads, getting the snap, just leading the offense, take care of the ball, kind of the simple stuff on day one of training camp where you say to the quarterback, hey, we just want to do these three things, and they're super simple. Take care of the ball, don't throw any interceptions, don't fumble it. Hand the ball off, don't fumble that. Just don't mess it up. 
But on the other side, with Trey, I don't only want to see him run the offense because we watched Jimmy G run the offense. He ran the offense. He got him to the Super Bowl. He got him to the conference championship. Just simply running the offense. With Trey Lance, I want to see some wild plays. I want to see some nice scrambles. I want to see him get outside of the pocket and make plays that weren't drawn up. Kyle Shanahan didn't sit in his office and say, hey, when we run this play, Trey Lance is going to do X, Y, and Z. This was more of like, wow, I can't believe he just did that. This is why we moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo. So I want to start to see that right now in the preseason of when plays break down or whatever goes on, he's able to do something off schedule, which is able to lift that San Francisco offense to get them to another level. You know, we've got that quadruple header tomorrow oh, yes. on NFL Network, and we have the three-headed monster of young, up-and-coming AFC quarterbacks who we love and adore, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. There's wiggle room. There are spots open on the bench to become a three-headed monster of quarterbacks in the NFC. Mm. And I and I want to see these guys start to battle it out. Kyler Murray kind of is already in there, maybe in Justin Fields. But, like, can Trey Lance and Jordan Love, like, can they lock this down and become mm. the quarterbacks that we are talking about two, three years from now? The AFC, those are just gift, quarterback gifts. That we that is continuing to be given to us, but the NFC we have some room for growth here, especially when it comes to Trey Lance. I want a moment like Patrick Mahomes gave us before in his first preseason game, before his first year as a starter in Kansas City. This unleashed touchdown to Tyreek Hill, (laughs) and we all just sat there. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. And Tyreek Hill should have just kept running out of the stadium. I mean, I want something like this from Trey Lance, just like I, I said it about Malik Willis. Like, you got to take advantage of your opportunity here and show us why you're the guy. Your insight has been on point. I mean, from Jimmy G to the oh Bucks, my gosh. to the three-headed monster at quarterback in the NFC, it's, it's, been, it's been fantastic. You're so today. kind. We got to double back. Jamie floated a, a suggestion that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo as part of a next-level plan, right? That was yes, there, yes. And um, we were talking about how the Browns might go after him. Yeah. And I really, really hate that as a, as a plan for Jimmy Garoppolo sure. um, because apparently he's the fourth quarterback on the depth chart, if you right. hadn't heard. And so where is he going and what is the ideal situation for him? Because he's a great quarterback, and I really hate it for the Browns. But I did have a sneaky top five that I thought better top five better destinations than the Cleveland Browns. Oh, we got it. For yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow, look at that. Take a um, This is, like, totally potential. This is just a list I came up with. But, you know, everyone here is looking for capital T, capital G, the guy mm-hmm. at quarterback. And you can go up from the top five, Falcons, Giants, Seahawks. I'm not sure if it can happen within the division. We'll see. Uh, you know, Davis Mills could be the guy for the Texans, but Jimmy Grapple is kind of a guaranteed thing. But my number one team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, can you see it? I, kind of a beautiful potential. Here, here's what I Brady and Jimmy reunited. Yes. If I'm looking at those five teams, which one has an actual chance to do something? It's right. Tampa. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right and really, what I when I really thought about it more, it was that whatever was said or written about and the relationship mm-hmm. that went down between Brady and Garoppolo in New England, they are two different men now. Mm-hmm. It is not this rookie, this handsome rookie that got drafted and he's going to take over for the handsome veteran. That's not that anymore. <laughs> are they handsome? It's some, yeah. some would say. Some would I say. Would. Opinion Moving would stay. But it's more that Jimmy Garoppolo took a team to the Super Bowl and now he can just go to Tampa Bay and be like, whenever you're ready, mm-hmm. I'll be healthy. And, but take your time. Take mm-hmm. your time. Take mm-hmm. your vacations. I can fill in and then I'll be good to go. Indeed. And you know, for a while, there was that mystery with Brady about when he was on the shop and he said, you're going to go with that bleeper bleeper. Yep, yep. 
And a lot of people, myself included, thought they were talking about Garoppolo and the Niners. It has come to to uh, to bear now that it, it's, it's, it looks like it was Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Dolphins. But uh, So that would probably help your cause yes. if he was not referring to Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even if it was about him, I kind of would love to see it go down anyway. <laughs> it may be better That would be was. great for uh, Hard Rock season in Tampa Bay. Fire in the hole. Let's go. The Dan Man. There he is. Nate Burles is coming on the show. Nate, a classic anti-fragile old Detroit Lion. Uh, hard Knocks thoughts, dancing thoughts. Aiden Hutchinson doing Michael Jackson. Nate loves all Michael Jackson stuff. He's coming up next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It's now time to welcome back an old friend of the show. Please welcome from the set of CBS This Morning, Nate Merlin. What up, Nate? What up, Nate? What up, Nate? Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. What's Looking up? good in the blue today, man. <laughs> A little something, something. Oh, yeah. I bet you do a full outfit change after your show just to come on our show. I bet you just got a whole Good <laughs> Morning true. Football wardrobe. How'd you know? All right, Nate, did you see <laughs> Did you see Dan Campbell this week? He blew us away with some of his quotes oh, yeah. last year. But he's taking things to another level already in 2022, and Hard Knocks is only elevating his stardom uh, and his bullet bulletin board material. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to check out his speech first that he gave the Lions the other day. Nobody will take advantage of our hospitality. Nobody. So that's who we're about. That's what we're about. This team is working their rear off to give you something to be proud of. All right, they're grinding it out right now. And I know this, we are freaking starving. We are starving. So the hyenas better get out of the way. <laughs> okay, lots of unpack there. All right, Nate, you are someone who has made his share, fair share of speeches to Lions fans in particular. Yeah. So what stands out to you about what Dan Campbell had to say? There's this raw authenticity that he speaks with. And guys that have played the game, uh, Jason knows this, you know, you have to cut through all of the fluff. And by that, I, I mean the egos, the locker room drama, the politics of football, and a coach has to speak straight to the heart of the player. And if that resonates, then your team will reflect that. Oftentimes, all of that other stuff gets in the way, and the message is lost. But it, it, it doesn't seem that way with Dan Campbell. When he speaks, players listen. I mean, this dude has had some tremendous quotes. He has said some wild things. One of my favorite things he said back in May of 2021, this dude said, I want a pet lion. He seriously tried to get a pet lion to come out to the practices. He said a big lion on a big-ass chain just walking around. That dude is focused. He's focused on the goal at hand, which is making sure everybody knows he's a lion through and through. And I'm here for it. Man, he, he might have lost a locker room if there was a lion walking around the facility. But <laughs> <laughs> you started out with, with being able to cut, through, to cut through the fluff. And one of your buddies cut through the fluff, and he took his talents to L.A., your guy Matthew Stafford. And right now there are some concerns he's dealing with, some nagging tendonitis in his throwing elbow. Do you think this is overblown, or do you think it could affect the Rams' chances of repeating and getting back to the Super Bowl? 
I don't think it's overblown at all. You know, I, I think this is true. You know, Matt Stafford is banged up. But I will say this. They wouldn't have given him that extension and paid him a big bag if they knew he was so banged up he couldn't play. You know, and let's not forget, this isn't the first time Matt Stafford has played through injury. I mean, let's take it back to Matt Stafford's rookie year. Do you remember this? This, this was back in 2009, rookie season. He's down by six. I mean, he gets rocked. And we're talking about rocked and then gets up and throws a dime afterwards. His shoulder's pretty much hanging off at this point, separated. We're talking about clinically diagnosed. The doctor said, hey, bro, you separated your shoulder. We're going to have you sit out the rest of the game. He said, no, I'm going back in. He goes back in, throws a dime to Pettigrew to win the game with zero seconds left. This was him as a rookie. So now we're talking about Matt Stafford, the grown man. After a long career, last year winning a Super Bowl, if he has a little tennis elbow or a little injury that he's dealing with, I promise you, it will nag him, but it won't stop him from being as great as he was last season. Yeah, the Wired, where they follow him the whole time on that, is incredible. If you haven't seen that, go check Tremendous. it out after the show, of course, because we're doing a show right now. Double-breasted Burleson <laughs> on a Friday. This is What's <laughs> up, baby? I love it. I missed yeah. you. I All missed right, you. There. You're like the Kirkland brand Jason Statham, man. What's up, fam? Gotta see you <laughs> wow. love the Kirkland brand. And that is a compliment, if I've me, ever heard one. Yeah, yeah. he's called that me generic brand That is not a compliment. I think it is a compliment. It's like a compliment <laughs> It's a compliment. wrapped in a... You're handsome. It is a compliment. I'll, yeah, I Listen, think so. Nate, we got a thing. They don't understand. And it is Friday. The weekend's coming up. Uh-huh. We got a major slate of yeah. action all weekend on NFL Network and NFL yeah. Plus. By the way, did you get the promo code? Are you still on the email system here? If not, I'll let I got you know. The pro- I'll get it for I got you. the promo code. I'm good. NFL Plus. Okay, okay. good. Okay. Download it now. Good. So we got NFL Plus. All right. Who are you most excited to see take the field this weekend? A guy that is near and dear to my heart, he actually went to the same college I went to, shout out to the University of Nevada, Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, the wide receiver, drafted in the fourth round to the Packers. There's been a lot of hype about this young man. I mean, word on the street is he's been dominating all summer. Even Aaron Rodgers come out, he said, it's never been too big for him. I like his approach. And this is Rodgers, who is hard on everybody. He never holds his punches or his words. So for him to look at this young guy coming in and making plays and saying, I like his approach, the moment isn't too big. And we all know there is a space for opportunity when it comes to wide receivers on this team. Devontae Adams now playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like Romeo Dobbs will be the S.O.D. That is the steal of the draft. Steal of the draft. S.O.D. Romeo Dobbs. All right, well, my question for you, uh, Dollar Store Michael Strahan, we always uh, hit a wide range of topics. I'm just kidding, Nate. Um, I had to get you. Mike was a little shook. I I was sitting here while you were talking about Romeo Dobbs thinking, how can I go back at Nate? I think we'll do the Strahan thing. But, Nate, uh, here's what I remember. That's good. It was okay. When you left Good Morning Football, we would always talk about, you know, you're like, I want to talk about other topics and I want to just be able to do other things. And it was beautiful. And I'm so proud of that you're doing it. Just look at this week alone on your show. You broke down... Delays at the airports, you talked international politics, you took some time to try out new gadgets and stuff your face with sandwiches. Like, you're doing it, baby. I love it. What was your biggest takeaway from this past weekend, CBS Mornings? We did a story on uh, a remarkable woman, Lissa Bachner, who is a a champion horse show jumper. And the catch here is she's blind. I'm talking about her uh, right eye is completely gone, I believe, and then um, partial visibility in her left eye, which she, she can only see color. The reason this 
this is important, and I'm going to relate it to football here in a second, is that she said because she can't see the obstacles ahead of her, she has to trust the horse, which is rare in the business of these riders. They oftentimes gauge it visually, and then they kind of prompt the horse to jump. So the, the reason this relates to our show is these teams, these offense coordinators. They got to trust the horses, baby. Trust the horses mm -hmm. in the stables. We have talked about it, what, mm -hmm. for the last six years? <laughs> what makes a good team? You go with your best players. Oftentimes, these coaches, they try to outsmart themselves. These office coordinators, they go into a game plan trying to outcoach the other squad when all they have to do is lean on their horses, the guys that can win them games. So that was an incredible story. After I saw it, I thought it was unbelievable. And, of course, in football, it just makes sense. You got to trust the Stallions. That's right. Mm. I love Man, it. poetic. Nate, you are a gift that keeps on giving. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to see you next week. Of Take course, care, of buddy. course. Appreciate you Double guys. Double-breasted. Double-breasted, yep. Hey, NFL Plus. It's the NFL's exclusive streaming service. It's officially launched. You have to get it before the season starts because NFL Plus offers access to live, out-of-market preseason games, live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games, NFL Network shows on demand, and so much more. NFL Plus is available on the NFL app on all platforms, so go ahead and download it today. The first week of the preseason is just getting started. NFL Network has 22 live preseason games, including a doubleheader tonight. Lions, Falcons, 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by Packers, 49ers at 8.30, then a quadruple header on Saturday starting at 1 o'clock. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's all right here on NFL Network. You just take your remote, you put it on NFL Network, mm -hmm. and then you take your remote and you Patrick Mahomes it, and you just whip Ooh, it behind your back, yeah. and then you just, it's just set for the rest of the weekend. I say put it in the disposal. Just, just yeah, kill it. Yeah, and then turn those disposal on. Why would exactly. you ever I like it. change? I like it. All right, so um, with week one of the preseason already underway, we wanted to take a look ahead at the rest of the games this weekend and pick a player that we're looking forward to watch. So, Jason, who you got? Well, first of all, you guys didn't say anything about my shirt. We talked uh, about Woody Harrelson yesterday. I rocked a shirt today. Billy Hoyle. But I am going with Trill Williams, the Miami Dolphins, a corner. Byron Jones has been banged up. Trill has an opportunity to step up on the other side of Xavier Howard. Could he be the guy? in Miami to be cornerback number two. We'll see. Uh, I'm finding the Texans wherever they're on this preseason, and I'm finding their rookie running back from Florida, Damian Pierce, because this guy's angry runs in college were so angry, they were actually funny. Watching, he's running, he's running, he takes it, and, oh no, my helmet's off. You think I care? He scores nope. against them Knowles, and then screams, and like, this is the guy who's squarely on the watch list. Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. Watch him, follow him, they get the hell out of his way. Who do you got, Mike? Gimme Carson Wentz and the Commanders. Who are they playing? I don't even know. Doesn't even matter. I just want to see if Carson Wentz can be accurate because of all this talk about his inaccuracies during training camp, and the Commanders saying, look, he's learning a new system. Unlike any he's ever been in before, there's going to be some growing pains. Well, once he gets into a live game, and the last time we saw him in a live game, by the way, not so good. Yeah. So you're going to want to build some confidence. There's Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator. I know he's confident in Carson Wentz. Let's see it on display uh, this weekend in the preseason against the I don't knows. Haven't looked at it. Don't Absolutely. even know. Absolutely. Well, um, naturally, I spun the question a little bit because mm -hmm. uh, the Patriots already played last night. But one player I wanted to not only watch this weekend, but I wanted to wish a really special happy birthday to Devin McCourty. I know he's it's a special day tomorrow. <laughs> um, he's going to be with his family. Uh, he's going to be with his kids. I think he has some other people in his life coming up to visit him. But honestly, happy birthday, Devin. Happy oh, birthday, Devin. McCourty. Happy yeah. Birthday. Oh. Devin.
Kevin, you're one oh, of a kind. Man. You really are. I know. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? <laughs> I'm just going to hang out. But I think more importantly, it is Danny's birthday coming up. <laughs> yeah. Two. Stage yeah, manager Dan. Show. Come on. Yeah. Guys, this is a get out of here. Come on, get his learner's permit. I will carry you if I have to. How much time in show? Yeah. How much time in show? It is our birthday. Ladies, start your engines. That's it. He's gone. I'll see you on Monday. The life Watch of the party. All the games. Start I'm telling you. Engines. I'm telling you. Just yeah. wait. We got 30 seconds Whoa, left. Oh, yes. I know. So yeah, you want to do a cake stand? Yeah. My birthday is going to be a blast. We're going to go out. Maybe I can get Dev to uh, do some shots or something. Oh, pickleback. Enjoy it. Oh, and I found out what a pickleback oh, shot is. Go. It was what is it? Uh, whiskey with pickle. And sometimes you can like just eat a pickle at the after having a whiskey shot. Pickleback. No, did, did you, you know what that it? was? Pickleback shot? I didn't, but I do now because of the extra 30 seconds. I brought so it up yesterday uh, and I shamed myself because I brought something up that I didn't know about, which I guess is a hallmark of the show. Thanks for watching. One more time. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.